Thank you, Marlon. Welcome to Grace United Methodist Church on this beautiful, beautiful, brisk Sunday morning. We're glad you're here. We are trying to make sure that everybody that knows about that wants to know about Grace can know about Grace through our emails and our communications. We have a daily email that goes out with different emphases for each weekday, and then the pastor is also doing a devotion at 3 o'clock every weekday. If you're not receiving an email or notification of those devotions, if you'll call the church office or let the pastor know, we'll make sure we get your email address on our list. If you're not able to receive emails and you'd like to receive that information as well, if you let us know, we'll get that to you any other way we can. If it's snail mail or dropping it off for you, we'll, we'll get you that information if you, if you want to have it. So again, let us know, and we'll make sure that we, we keep you in touch with the things that are going on here at Grace. We send a special welcome out to those of you who have joined us online. We know we have a very faithful online presence out there, and we invite you, if you're ever in town, to stop by and, and, and commune with us. We are at 14 Harborson Boulevard in Columbia, South Carolina, and we welcome all who come to praise the risen Christ. So we invite you to come by and, and have communion with us and meet, meet the people that you hear every Sunday when you hear that singing that goes on every Sunday morning. We want to remind you that we are having our, our small group discussions for Sunday school. We have one that meets prior to the service and one that meets after the service. The one that, that meets after the service is one that helps the, the, the pastor actually lead, and we critique, critique his sermon and tell him what we liked and didn't like about what he said that morning. It's, uh, it's a fun and, and uh, very in engaging class. The class that meets in the early morning has a stated curriculum, and if you would like to know about that, just let us know, and we'll get you that information as well. We have a couple of uh, just quick announcements to make. We have a, an opportunity. This says Grace Church Crochet Ministry. This is something that Sandra McCravey is, is heading up for us. If you have any questions about this that, that I don't get, that I don't answer, if you see Sandra, Sandra, raise your hand one, one more time. See Sandra after the service. This is going to be the fourth Saturday of each month. We're all, we're, I know Sandra's actually been out in the community offering this up to people at the rec center and different places. So this is a, a, a nurture and an outreach activity for us. There is more information out there. We'll make sure that we have a flyer on the bulletin board in the narthex. But basically, it's come and learn. If you already know how, come and share your techniques. We're going to be making things that we can donate to other groups, but there's a, a lot of information on the flyer, and, and, and Sandra is, is passionate about this, so if you see her after the service, she'll give you the information about the, the new crochet ministry that's just starting up. I want to remind you that next week, if you are on the church council, we will be having our planning session following this service. We will not have a small group discussion next week, but we will have it this week. And also remind you that the, if you're on Staff Parish, we will be meeting at 12.30 on the following Sunday. I think that's right, Kay. I'm, I'm looking, yeah, I've got thumbs up from Kay. So if you're on Staff Parish, if you plan on being here at 12.30 on the 28th, we'll make sure that uh, you might want to get something to eat beforehand because if you're like me, we're, you're here all day and all of a sudden you realize you haven't eaten in four hours. So have something to eat and come back at 1230 if you're on staff parish and please represent the groups that you're that you're representing. Are there any other announcements that need to be made this, this Sunday morning? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let's prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
Once again, welcome to Worship at Grace. Just as we begin, we do want to acknowledge that we're glad to have Cece back with us after her uh, trip uh, back home to sort out her visa uh, and to then make it back to the United States with us and uh, be back in worship this Sunday. I also want to take time this morning just to acknowledge uh, Larry and Reverend Fran Elrod. Fran is our uh, district superintendent here in the Columbia District, and we're glad to have them in worship with us this morning. And let's go to God in prayer. We take time from our busy schedules to reflect on the holiness of baptism. We stand amazed at the wondrous works of God. God's goodness radiates through us as we experience the joy of coming into fellowship. We come with humble and willing hearts. We remember our baptism and pray for all who will be baptized. We pray that God will bring us and them into sweet fellowship found through baptism and remind us of the truth that lies in its holiness. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Sing praise to God who reigns above, number 126 in the hymnal.
We say a special word of welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us this day. We're glad to have you as a part of our worship this morning. And this morning, uh, you might remember from last week that we talked about the fact that uh, we had Epiphany Sunday that we celebrated last week. And last week could have been Epiphany and Baptism of the Lord. But we decided that we were going to do Epiphany last week and Baptism of the Lord Sunday this week. So we're doing Baptism of the Lord Sunday this week. And uh, because of that, I need y'all's help, you children, who kids who might be here and be willing to come up here and help me for a minute. Um, uh, and so, because part of what we get to remember on Baptism of the Lord um, is our own baptisms, but we also get to remember that baptism is a celebration of what God has done and is doing and will continue to do in us. So everybody's going to be invited at the end of our service during our last hymn to remember their baptisms by coming up front and dipping their hands into the baptismal font if they want to and feeling the water, touching it to their forehead. And so uh, if y'all want to come up um, at this time and touch the water, you can come on up, come on up, touch the water. And then I've got a special task for you I really need your help with. If you don't want to come, that's okay. Um, but Y'all come on up if you're, if you're willing. So you can touch the water, hear it splash, feel it, touch it to your forehead. We're remembering what God does for us in baptism. So then I'm going to kind of um, pair y'all up or, or uh, send y'all out. Y'all take that one. So look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to scoop up some water in one of these shells. One of you can carry it, steadiest hand maybe. Um, it doesn't matter if it drips on the floor, it's just water. It's just water. All right, so then this is what I want you to do. I want you to start at the back, okay? And I want you to do exactly that to everybody in the congregation. You're going to put your hand in it, all right? And you're going to fling the water out over the, over the people and tell them to remember their baptism and be thankful. You think you can do that? All right, y'all head to the back and work your way back up this way. If you need more water, you just come back up and get it. <laughs> Don't worry, if you're too far over there, you can come up later and you can get some water on your hands and on your head and everything. Did you get everybody? All right. Let's see. We need to go get the choir. You want to help me go get the choir? Come on, Jace. We're not going to get CC because she's around expensive electronics. Um, <laughs> but, all right, go ahead. They need it too. There we go. Remember your baptisms and be thankful. <sighs> all right. Thank you very much. We do remember that baptism is a joyful, celebratory part of our life together, uh, and we are excited to get to remember Christ's baptism this day, but also our own. Uh, we have the chance to remember all that God has done for us, including us in God's life, in God's family, uh, in this celebratory time of worship together. Now let's pray. Almighty God, Thank you for the gift of baptism, for our place in your church, for the life that you share with us in this 
beautiful mystery. We ask that you would reveal your Holy Spirit, remind us of the joy that is in your baptism, of the Holy Spirit that you reveal to us in it, and the ways that you are empowering and equipping us to take your joy and your grace and your love into the world. Amen. This morning, as we continue in worship, uh, we come to the time when we share our prayer concerns with one another. A reminder that if you have prayer concerns you want to share with the church in worship or through our prayer concerns list in the bulletin or through our Thursday prayer email, you can email those to me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org. You can also call or text me during the week so that we can be in prayer together. We can uh, have a time uh, of prayer over the phone or set a visit if we need to so that we can um, be with one another in prayer, not just on Sundays, but all throughout the week. And let's go to God in prayer. Living God, when the Spirit descended on Jesus at his baptism in Jordan's waters, you revealed him as your own beloved Son. You anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This day, as we gather for worship, we remember our friends and family, our neighbors, our loved ones, our community. And we lift, especially this day, the family of Rebecca Moore, especially her mom Lydia, as Rebecca passed away unexpectedly on Friday night. Lydia is a friend of the Merritts. For Steve Webster and for Jody, for George and Helena Fox, for Kitty Fashing, for Yvette Herring as she recovers from hip surgery, for Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Judith Dolce, for Daryl and Joyce Sweeney, for Robert Riger, for Teresa Hinky, for Jenny Hinky, for all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and justice, for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. We ask all these things in the name of Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen.
Those who are able, please stand for the reading of the scripture lesson. Good morning. Today's reading is from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey and he proclaimed the one who is the most powerful. Then I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and unite, untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
Baptism of the Lord Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays of the church year, which is why I wouldn't cram it in with Epiphany and um, decided to separate it, give it its own day in our life together. Uh, It gives us the chance to ponder and settle into the profound paradox of God becoming a human being and the depths and lengths God was willing to go to to completely identify with us. God, in this moment of Jesus' baptism, was literally plunged into our sin and death so that we might be able to be baptized into God's life and family. For Mark... This is the beginning of the gospel. There's three verses before this that are kind of his greeting to the people that he's writing to. And then it just jumps in with the story and this portion of it that Chuck just read for us. This moment that Mark identifies as the most important place to begin. Mark, as he writes his gospel, doesn't have time for all the frills and bells and whistles that Matthew and Luke decide to include, which we appreciate very much, but Mark didn't have time for it. It's like, nope, we got places to be. We're not going to worry about the birth narrative. We're just going to start right here at the baptism. Because this moment of baptism tells us so much about the actual incarnation of Jesus, that Jesus became a human being, that Jesus was willing to give up his divinity and to take on our flesh, and not just take it on, but in this moment of baptism, to actually be submerged into all the muck and mire of all of the sea of humanity that went before him in the Jordan. As the Gospels tell us the story, it's like Jesus is the last one that John baptizes in this weekend retreat that seemed to be going on, or weeks-long retreat that seemed to be going on. He comes at the very end, after John has proclaimed that the Messiah was coming after him, that it wasn't him. Then Jesus shows up and tells John, you got to baptize me in the same way you did all these other people, with all their sin and mess and brokenness swirling in the waters that I'm going to go into. And so this day, this baptism of the Lord, Sunday that comes around each year, gives us the chance to pause and remember to imagine and wonder at God's great love for us that God would do this at all. But this year, as I was preparing for this sermon, I was struck by an astonishing reality of the gospel story that I'd never really thought about before. We get this story of Jesus' baptism, and we know that baptism is important in the life of the church and has been since the earliest days of fellowship after Jesus' resurrection. And yet, Jesus is never described as baptizing anyone in the Gospels. We get no story in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John where Jesus baptizes somebody. In some, 
John the Baptist tries to get Jesus to baptize him. Jesus shows up and John goes, well, nope, this is backwards. You should baptize me. But Jesus refuses and insists John do the baptizing. And of course, at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus instructs us to baptize in his name as a part of making disciples of all nations. But otherwise, there is no direct mention of baptism in the rest of the Gospels. There are allusions to it. There are tie-ins to what we believe about baptism throughout the Gospels. But after this episode, and then in Matthew, telling us that it's something we should do, we don't get any other baptism talk, really. Jesus doesn't do it at any place. And it strikes me as a curious piece of the gospel story because of how profoundly important to Jesus and to the story of God's grace baptism is. And there's speculation that at least some of his disciples would have been there with John the Baptist to have been baptized by John, but not even the twelve are described as being baptized by Jesus himself. Peter kind of asks him to do it at the foot washing in John's gospel, and Jesus says, no, 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 you've, one who's already washed is clean. They only need their feet washed. You don't need me to do this again. So he declines to dunk Peter in that moment. And maybe this was so that no one could claim outsized authority based on being baptized by Jesus himself, the way they did with Paul and Apollos in the early church. And they started arguing. They were like, well, Paul baptized me. That's got to be better than Apollos baptizing you. Uh, maybe Jesus saw that coming. I don't know. Or maybe this strange feature of the gospel, that baptism is so important and yet Jesus never performs one himself, points us to the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we sometimes leave out of the conversation. Because what John says in this passage and in almost all of the passages in all of the Gospels about Jesus coming and Jesus' baptizing is that Jesus will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. That's what John tells us. That John was there to baptize with water for the repentance of sins and that Jesus would come baptizing with the Holy Spirit. This happens right before Jesus is baptized by John and then by the Holy Spirit in the passage. Everything from John's response to the speculation about his being the Messiah to Jesus' baptism by John points to the Holy Spirit in this passage. It's not so much about the water. It is and it isn't, I guess. Clearly, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something more 
than the baptism of John with the water. It's something more. It's something different. John doesn't claim that what John does baptizes people into God's Holy Spirit. John's baptism was for confession and repentance of sins. As people came to John, they came knowing that they were going to have to own up to their stuff and choose to follow God in a new way. And this is still an important aspect of baptism for us today. Either the individual coming for baptism or their parents come in a posture of confession and repentance. That's the nature of the first two baptismal vows that we do every time somebody is baptized. We confess and we repent before coming to the water. And that confession and repentance prepares us to receive not only the baptismal waters, but also hopefully the Holy Spirit, so that we can move forward in the mission and way of God from our baptism. And this is a part that is demonstrated in Jesus' baptism. He enters the waters of confession and repentance where all of our sin has been washed away and needing no confession and repentance of his own, he makes it on our behalf in this act of descending and condescending into the baptism waters. He makes that that confession and repentance on our behalf more finally than we ever could have. And immediately the heavens open, God speaks, and the Spirit descends. And from the waters, he's driven into the wilderness and launched into his ministry and mission with the Spirit of God at the helm in each and every case. Jesus goes into the baptismal waters. And what we see when he emerges is that it is the spirit that equips, empowers, and emboldens him for the next steps in his ministry. And this is what we pray for on baptism of the Lord Sunday And every time the baptismal font is open and we remember our baptisms and we baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this is what we pray for each and every time for each person who comes for baptism in our church, for ourselves each and every step, not just in those, the moment of baptism, but throughout each and every one of our lives. We pray that the Spirit would descend on us would be revealed to us. Sometimes it happens in the moment of baptism. Sometimes it happens before baptism. And somebody is inspired to be moved to that place of profession of faith and to come to the font to be baptized. Sometimes it happens way after our baptisms. We came as children or as youth or as adults We believed, but then we feel the outpouring of the Holy Spirit 
at some other place and time. And here's one of those things that we sometimes miss. It doesn't happen just once. The promise that Jesus makes us about the Holy Spirit coming in our lives in this baptism by the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is with us always. The Holy Spirit's always with us. It's just sometimes we don't have eyes to see or ears to hear. You know how Jesus often says that in the Gospels? Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear might know. Our prayer on this Sunday in particular, on every Sunday, every time we come to the baptismal waters, every time we remember our baptisms and we're thankful when we get caught in an unexpected rainstorm and we can remember our baptisms and be thankful when we're washing our face in the morning, we can remember our baptisms and be thankful. We can take that time over and over again, but every time we do what we are hoping for, what we are praying for, what we should be seeking after is the revelation of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we might know the equipping and emboldening power of the Holy Spirit to move us forward in mission and ministry. To be caught up in this spirited baptism that God offers us. To continue to look for and ask for God to reveal the Holy Spirit to us over and over again. To baptize us in it again and again as we come in confession and repentance before the Lord. Ready to receive the Spirit for whatever God has for us next. To know the way that God is moving us through the power of God's Holy Spirit. On this baptism of the Lord Sunday, we get to remember that moment when Jesus was baptized. Not just in the waters, but in the Spirit. To remember, to ask God to reveal the Spirit to us this day and every day. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to stand and join with me. In the Apostles' Creed, it's number 881 in your hymnal, and it will be on the screen this day. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
please join with me in singing hymn number five, uh, 451, Be Thou My Vision. as we prepare to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us. Just a reminder of our giving options here at Grace. You can give online uh, at our website, gracecolumbia.org. You can go to our giving page from there and set up an account or give as a guest. You can make a one-time gift either of those ways, and as an account holder, you can set up a recurring gift to automate your giving. Um, there is a giving app, and so there are instructions about the giving app on the website as well and in our, as in our Wednesday email, which is kind of devoted to the finance and administration of the church. And so uh, you can find instructions about the app, either of those places, if that helps you to give from your mobile device. Uh, if you brought your offering with you this morning and didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived, uh, you're invited to do so as you depart from worship. It's in the narthex, and we'll be happy to receive your offering that way. Uh, if you need to mail your offering to the church or to drop it by the church office during the week, um, you're invited to do that as well. But please do just try to give us a heads up. You can uh, call or send us an email just so that we can uh, be sure to check the mailbox quickly, um, regardless of whether uh, we have volunteers in the office on that particular day or not, so that we can uh, retrieve the offering um, in a timely manner. And let's uh, go to God in prayer this morning. God of redemption and new life, we focus once more this day on the greatest gift ever given, Jesus, our Savior. As he was baptized by John in the Jordan, we were able to share in his baptism and receive the promise of sharing in his resurrection. As we leave one year behind and look with hope to the new year ahead, help us to live and give of ourselves as those who know every day what a great gift we have been given. 
May it move us to give our whole selves more freely. The name of Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, we pray. Amen. during this hymn, if you would like to come and remember your baptism, to be thankful, to take time in prayer at the altar. Uh, you can also come after worship uh, during the benediction response if you'd prefer to do that, but you're invited uh, from this point forward to come and remember your baptisms this day. Let my love 
Our mission at Grace is to know Jesus and to make him known to others. As you go into the week ahead, may every water you touch be a reminder that you are named and claimed by God, who binds you to this community of faith and all Christians of all times and places in love and joy. Amen.